0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Full of frustration. Full of despair, despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware and they found Major League Soccer
2: So, LAFC are pretty good, aren't they?
1: This is the MLS UK Show
3: Welcome back, episode 3 of the MLS UK Show with me, Elliot Holman and me, Henry Hewitt Thanks for downloading, thanks for getting involved Let's get started, shall we? Here's what's coming up all the goals last weekend. We'll chat through some of the big games. Tyler Fisher, Columbus fan. He's going to be chatting about Save the
2: Crew and their impressive start to the season. We need to take a look at our MLS Fantasy
3: League, see how things are going. And there's new silverware up for grabs, the Champione Cup. I can't say it like Mexico do. And we'll take a look ahead to this week's schedule as well. Let's get started with the MLS UK show.
1: The MLS UK Show.
3: Welcome back. What a weekend of soccer ball. Oh, I've only just calmed down. All them goals. It was brilliant. Um, I just watched game after game after game at the weekend. And I just couldn't believe the amount of goals that were going in. We can't talk about all of them because this podcast would be about three hours long. Um, Charlotte sent us a tweet going, how are you going to get through all those goals? Realistically, we can't. But I want to talk about Chicago and sport in Kansas City. Yes. Because this was Chicago's first game. So this was our first look at what needs to be a, a new, more more stable Chicago side. Because they were a bit all over the place last season. They'd hammer teams and then not do so well. They were going through patches. First game of the season. What are we saying? Where do you even start oh, with this game?
2: What a game. Now, as we all know, I was away. I took my girlfriend to Disneyland last week. So this is the first weekend I've properly had to sit down and watch the games live and what a start. Yeah, welcome back. Oh, it was such a good game. I mean, the first half, I must admit, I watched it and thought, Chicago, come on, wake up. Wake up, guys. You've just this I know it's your first game, but uh, the second half they dominated. They absolutely dominated until like the eighty fifth minute. <laughs> uh, credit to SKC because you know they, they played really well in the first half and then for the second half they were under pressure so much. It got to three-two, and then they woke up and uh, incredible finish to the game. I mean, what a game! This—if you, we're trying to tell people here in the UK why we watch MLS, mm. and all we've said this week is watch this game.
3: This is exactly right. Um, as we said in in the first episode, if you if you're listening for the first time. This podcast is, is not just for people who enjoy soccer over in the States. Obviously, it's interesting to kind of have a, a view from across the pond um, th- th- as we're looking at it. But also people in the UK who are, who are getting involved. People are tweeting and saying, oh, what team should we support? Like, we've started watching it. Loads of people watched this game. And I'm so happy it did the job for us because we're trying to spread the word about how it's so exciting. What more do you want? Chicago vs. KC. 4-3. I know. Let's, let's break it down goal, goal by goal. Eight minutes on the clock, um, Chicago, home opener. You go a goal down. Now, not the best start. Zuzi plays in Johnny Russell, formerly of Derby County, Mm -hmm. of course. The keeper rushes out to make the save. He actually denies Russell. I don't know if he even gets a touch on the ball. Um, Keeper does really well to get there, but it just flicks up in the air. Uh, And at this point, Gutierrez is just ready to to head it in. He actually does really well because it's kind of like a chipped header, a lob. Goes over everyone straight into the net. And you're 1-0 down at home on your home opener. You need a response. They've, this is their first game. They had fresh legs. You've got to say, you've got to grab the game and you've got to say, no, not not in our backyard, not in our first game. This is not how our season is going to pan out. Exactly, yeah.
2: And then you, it gets to the 40th minute and you just think, right, Chicago, you've not clicked yet. Just get to halftime, 1-0 down and then come out. My issue with this goal that,
3: that Chicago concede to go 2-0 down, the defence looks stretched. Um, going into halftime, balls played across the box. It should be no problem. When this ball comes in, it should be no problem to deal with. Because if you actually pause it as the ball comes in, there's five defenders between Johnny Russell and the ball. Hmm. So as the, as the ball comes across, there's five players in the way. And somehow he's just sharp. He looks sharper. He wanted the ball. He darts in. He gets there first somehow and, and fires it home. And Chicago 2-0 down. But then second half, they come out and, and... I don't know what we said at half
2: time. I don't know. But the fact is, they, it's, they scored the first goal in the 70th minute. You know, I mean, the last 20 minutes were incredible in this game. But before that, they had chance after
3: chance after chance.
2: You could see a goal was coming.
3: Mm. Um, Schweinsteiger with the cross for Chicago's first goal. Katai with the header. New sign-in. They're back in it. You just think, go and get another. Go and rescue this game. 73 minutes. It's 2-1. Chicago get a corner Schweinsteiger gets on the end of it his head is saved the ball just falls to Nikolic 2-2 anything can happen from here Um, I wouldn't have been surprised if they'd have gone on to win the game because it seems to be how things happen in in MLS even from 2-0 down you're not dead and buried Nikolic scores again and they take the lead 80 minutes comeback complete 3-2 Chicago surely that's it and then SKC well played got the two goals didn't
2: give up um, and it did seem as soon as uh, Chicago got the third goal it it we joke about them just going oh well, let's wake up now but it did seem like that Yeah, they, they equalised in the 83rd minute and then 86 it was just like as when they were walking back to take kick off after going 3-2 down somebody said something and gone guys sort it out and they've gone and sorted yeah. it
3: out the SKC winner it should never happen Chicago they allow SKC to come at them Johnny Russell he plays the ball inside simple as that He's just picked them apart. Mm. Um, there's work to do for Chicago. I'm sure you'll agree. Yeah,
2: definitely. But Chicago coming up, they've got uh, Minnesota away. They've got Portland at home. Obviously, who haven't started well. At, you know, so there are there's opportunities for them to pick up points. So mm. I'm sure they won't be too concerned, especially with Nicollet getting two. But it's
3: disappointing defeat for him. Um, let's talk about RSL v LAFC. Oh. Uh, I watched this in. Um, I don't want to say disbelief, but. I was almost willing LAFC on. I was like, nobody expected this from them. Even after the Seattle result, I think it was still a little bit unexpected for them to go away to, to Rio Tinto and just absolutely yeah. hammer them 5-1. What
2: a performance. They just dominated
3: and even went 1-0 down. We yeah. forget that. The penalty that LAFC conceded, 18 minutes on the clock. Now, if you're Bob Bradley, I, think, I don't think you're happy with this. You know, this is the only goal they've conceded in two games. And if you actually if you actually look at it, there's no danger. The LAFC defence are all back. They're all in position. They're all in a perfect line. They've got it covered. There's only one other RSL player in the box. Okay, so as that ball is approaching the penalty area, there's only one player for RSL in the box. He's brought down. Yeah. And, and the penalty's given. Um, Platter converts it. I think Tyler Miller's going to be disappointed as well because he was outstanding in goal against Seattle. Um, and, you know, this is the only goal he's conceded and it's from a penalty, which, to be honest, they shouldn't have conceded that penalty. No. Even at a goal down, LAFC played with so much confidence. They were There was so much freedom. They looked like they believed they were the better team. They were always going to go and score and, and perhaps win the game. First goal, we saw it last week, there's those defence splitting passes. Urania plays in Rossi. Romando, the keeper, who's literally, what is he, 74 now or something? <laughs> um, comes out to narrow the angle, but it's a good finish. It's 1-1, 30 minutes on the clock, and they just, it, they just never looked back. There was no danger that RSL were ever going to come back into that game because LAFC just took the game to them. Goal number two is a FIFA goal. Yeah, it was a,
2: what we call in the UK a sweaty goal. <laughs> <laughs> because when you're two on one, it's not even two on one, it's two on the keeper. Yeah. Oh, take the shot yourself, don't pass it. But they only
3: scored, so what can you say? I like, I like this goal. If you, if, you, if you let the ball mark out a line as it, as it moved around the box, it was like a perfect rectangle. It just mm. moved in a rectangle and then was just tapped in. Um, there's five RSL defenders in the box. There's two RSL players on the line, on the edge of the box. And the keeper as well. Eight players are basically in the box. LaFC just pass it around them. Do you know? Um, do you know on the old Nokia phones you used to have the snake game? <laughs> yeah, and you can only move in block, yeah, like yeah. left, right. It was literally like that. They just passed it through the box, like left, right, left, right, goal. Now there's a lot of talk about offside in this, and, and a lot of people are going, oh, it's double offside. One passes offside, and then the, the Latif Blessing is offside when he puts in. Blessing's not offside because the ball was played backwards to Blessing. But the original pass, maybe it's really hard to see with the angle, may have been offside. Um, but a lot, of, uh, a lot of salty RSL fans saying that it's a double offside, not having that. The ball was played backwards.
2: Yeah, we got a couple of tweets of uh, a picture of the, the line where the, uh, the players were stood with a, a circle around Blessing yeah. to show that he was onside. So that, that made me laugh.
3: LAFC's third goal, Rossi again, he, he just looks such a player. Delightful little chip um, to Beta Shaw, who looks a really good pickup from Toronto. He's really making things tick um, down the right-hand side and squares it across. It's another easy goal. They make it look so easy. The, the balls across the box, they're just happen,s mm. And actually, there's so many defenders around, as I keep saying, that they're not dealing with the ball. By this point, it's over. Um, Vela picks at Rossi. He's one on one, and I would say it's it's good football, good soccer, but it's too easy. Um, the final goal counter attack. Carlos Vela darts through the middle, screams for the ball. You can literally see him "I want my first goal for LaFC. Make it happen for me." Um, Rossi just plays him through. Those two look lethal. They uh, they look they look like the Almirón and Martinez. of of atlanta for 2018
2: yeah well that game is coming up soon lafc versus atlanta um at atlanta and i can't wait for that that is going to be huge that you know lafc have got some huge games coming up but that one is going to be for for the soccer purist for the guys and girls that love just flowing free flowing play that one is the
3: one to watch if you love nil defending and 100% attacking (laughs) then this is the game for you um so that was Vela's first goal um, LAFC beat RSL 5-1 on the road. Very, very impressive. We said in the first podcast,
2: RSL, if they if the season last season, the regular season would have been a few weeks longer, they would have probably snuck into the playoffs. They drew against uh, Dallas. That was really disappointing for them. They need a performance in the next game just because it was so disappointing. LAFC were great and LAFC, it's Atlanta 2.0 with them. Just the attacking uh, play, they just look an all-round great team. Where in the first podcast, we were saying, oh, well, LAFC, you know, if you try and get in the playoffs, maybe, but it's okay, and get a win against LA Galaxy, you'll have a good season. We weren't being patronising, we were being realistic, but now we're like, LAFC, (laughs) they can challenge Toronto, they can challenge NYC, they can challenge Atlanta. It was that good. So, credit to them, they've got a bit of a break, then it's the LA derby, this is the game, this is a huge game now for them because it's like, right, you've won your first two. If they make it three out of three, then people will really start to notice. I'm, I'm, it's on the 31st of March, but I can't wait for it. I've gone countdown for that game.
3: I'm excited to see this. And it's, it matters, it's the first one. It's really early in the season, so it actually means nothing in terms of who's going to have a successful season. But it just matters. On the other side, it just does matter. New York Red Bulls versus Portland. Red Bulls, what a win.
2: What a win. We've said on the podcast about uh and leaving, you know, is that going to affect the 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 dynamic with BWP? They smashed it. They absolutely smashed it. And New York Red Bulls, we've discussed on the podcast about uh and leaving, how is it going to affect the dynamic of the team? How is it going to affect the amount of chances that BWP has? Man, he's he's BWP is on farm still. And, uh, you know, they got the win against Portland. They beat Tijuana in the week as well to go through to the semifinals of the Champions League. So well done to them. Well done to Toronto as well. This is being recorded before Seattle's game, just in case they go <laughs> through. But the thing is, we'll talk about Portland in a second, but 4-0, they were dominant. It was, it was a rout and well played because it was a great performance. And they did rest some players.
3: They rest some mm. players ahead of a Champions League and they won 4-0. That's scary. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned for Portland now. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this in a bit. Let's go through the goals. Um, you've got Kaku, Ben Mines and Carlos Rivas all getting debuts and all all heavily involved. Um, mm. Ben Mines, 17-year-old, gets his goal after 17 minutes. Really good play. And guess what? Rivas to Etienne to Kaku to Mines. And this is an insanely good ball across the box as well. Kaku does so well because so many players, if you're in that top corner, top far corner of the box, and you've got, you've got players, it's a crowded box, a lot will just fire a shot off and just across the keeper and just hope for the best. But he keeps it low, he aims for that back stick, Ben Mines is, is waiting to tuck it in. And that, I was really impressed with that. Kaku did so, so well. It was actually 1-0 until 76 minutes. Yeah. Not a lot offered from Portland one chance where they were clean through on goal i i don't see what they've got in attack i don't see
2: what they've got going forward no uh first podcast i said i think portland will be fine
3: i i'm starting to uh, <laughs> regret those comments second goal uh it's it obviously 76 minutes it stays stays 1-0 davis uh gets a header on a corner and he just helps it towards right phillips you know not known for his heading but sticks it sticks it home Two 0 First goal of 2018 for for Wright Phillips. Carlos Rivas. Can hmm. we talk about Carlos Rivas? I am livid with pleasure. Let's I am talk about
1: absolutely him. Absolutely
2: livid. Two goals at the weekend. He's absolutely awful. <laughs>
3: he's dreadful. No, he's not because he's proving he's not right. Any time he ever got the ball with uh, with Orlando, we'd have options. You've got. Kaka you had Larin, you had Dwyer you had Yoshi Yatun ahead of him he would just shoot at every opportunity 40 yards out ah, probably score from here and it would go I'm not even exaggerating it would go out of the stadium one of his <laughs> shots went out of the stadium I, I mean he was so poor Nobody I mean he's a nice guy, he was a likable guy and everybody at Orlando will have been sad to see him go on a on a personal level, but come on, you don't leave and then go and score two goals on your debut. What a way we, to introduce yourself. The man. guy can't hit a barn door. Well <laughs> He did at the weekend, and I,
2: I really hope Carlos Rivas proves all you from Orlando wrong this season. And... But why
3: couldn't he do the sitters he used to miss as well? Why couldn't he do it? Isn't it so strange? And we've seen this with Zardes as well. On yeah. a serious note, isn't it bizarre? Like, you know, the the guy's a professional soccer player. You know, He's not as dreadful as I'm, I'm making up, but the the examples I'm giving you are real. Like, he was really, really poor and and when he left orlando we did question whether he was going to fly there or just like sit on a football that has been kicked <laughs> by it cuz it would make it some way to new york like he had a direct flight going every single day it's it's bizarre how these how a change of scenery can can do it but i really like the look of new york red bulls i've got to say i've got to give them credit i know yeah. we're only like a couple of games in um but they looked brilliant we're looking at so many teams already and saying they're going to be in the playoffs. Yeah.
2: There's not enough space. I know. I know. Uh, I don't think Poppy mentioned it in a kit review last week, but I love that kit—the full red kit. I'm really, really nice. down for that. So they look good on the pitch, and they're playing well as uh, as well. So congratulations again on getting into the semi-finals. And it could be a really good season for Red Bulls. Strong kit, strong stadium, strong squad. Portland I just wrote poor, <laughs> poor. Portland. Yeah, Portland. Uh, so disappointing for them. Two defeats now. It doesn't help with them playing all these games away from home. They've got FC Dallas, they've got Chicago and Orlando before coming back then to Providence Park to play Minnesota. Those games are games where they can get points from. They're not playing Toronto, Atlanta or whatever. But the longer this run goes on and after the performance at the weekend, it doesn't look to me that it's going to change around anytime soon. You start to fall behind. We saw it with LA Galaxy last season, and it's very difficult then
3: to to get back up the table. NYCFC versus LA Galaxy. This was the final game of the weekend. I can I just say I'm sorry because we've got some New York fans who who listen to the podcast, and genuinely, I I I'm not the I'm not doing this to kind of like you know get attention or um, you know wind people up to get a reaction and and get them tweeting in or whatever. I can't stand that stadium. <laughs> it's it looks so poor. Yeah, it doesn't look great, does it? I mean, the pitch as well. Yeah, it's not. I I don't think realistically any New York City fans can disagree with us. And this is the this is the only time we'll say it. I'm not going to make a thing of it. But I just watch games there, and I'm just like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, I mean,
2: the thing I don't like about it is that in the where the camera is in the far corner flag on uh, towards your right it the the pitch goes up
3: yeah it goes up so and there's a completely different surface on like one co- quarter of the pitch yeah it's almost square um, it's, it's a shame because nyc are,
2: are playing really well you know mm. they, they're playing well they've got really good players i think this is the year they can really challenge and try and win the mls cup and it's just a shame that they're
3: having to perform every week on that pitch. Obviously, I'm, t- I'm looking at it as an, from an aesthetic point of view. But also, you've got some really good players in that squad. You want a wide pitch. You mm. want to go and play soccer, expansive game, take the game to people, especially at home. It's so cramped. It's, it, it's so tiny, that pitch. Yeah. There's not enough room to breathe. Um, and, you know, when you're playing in... David Villa, for example, you want to be able to do the long ball up top for him to run onto because he's still got the legs at however old he is, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Especially after the injuries that he's had, like broken leg when he was at Barca, for example. I really, really hope they can get the stadium situation sorted. And on a serious note, people who are like, oh, leave him alone, leave us alone. Um, I know there's been plans put in place and I know they've fallen through and I know it's been difficulties, but it's a staple when you apply to go into MLS now. When you make your bid, you have to have a stadium that will suit soccer. And I feel like it's not saying a good example. No. Um, Let's talk about the soccer that was played on the field, though. Yeah, good win for him. Really good win. Um, Unsurprisingly, David Villa is the creator, uh, catalyst for the first goal. Gets played through. Tight angle. He's, he has to pick out his man. Mm-hmm. So there's a load of load of players crowd in, in the in the penalty area. Um, he has to pick out his man. He has to cut the ball back. I'm thinking, please don't shoot. Because <laughs> if you score there, that's ridiculous. Um, he does try and cut it back, but actually Galaxy Defender um, is there. A ball just goes into the air and it's kind of like that um, first Sporting Kansas City goal as well. The ball's just in the air. Uh, instead of heading it, Tinnerholm on his home home uh, debut. Yeah. Just smashes it. Tinner boom. Sorry what? That's what New York City <laughs> put on their Twitter.
2: But now I've said it out loud, it doesn't make sense really. But uh yeah, it yeah, was a shot of a, a, a full back. He could not gone, have hit that any harder. No. He's whereas maybe a more attacking player would look and think, right, could have head it, could have side foot it in, could have could maybe curl it. Yeah. He's just gone Oh, whatever, just Boom,
3: yeah, and he 's gone in. you so. see it in the air, and you think, Please fall to someone you yeah. know c- creative with a bit of finesse, oh oh right it's t- it's to oh okay, just yeah. absolutely lashes it, it hits the underside of the bar, bounces down into the goal, and then back off again into the net, <laughs> like that 's how much power was on it yeah, yeah. um now thirty two minutes on the clock, uh Medina's running at the defense he's been really good first couple of games. Um, he's got Ben Sweat in support and David Villa. Now, this is <laughs> this confuses me. When you've got that option, Ben <laughs> Sweat, David Villa. He chooses Ben Sweat, whose shot inevitably is saved. Um, but guess what? If this was FIFA, I'd be livid. Do you know when you play against the computer on FIFA and it just falls to them every time perfectly? Yeah. Um, the, the save from the keeper just deflects perfectly into the path of David Villa. He didn't even have to break his stride. He's just, oh, excellent, just... You know, slides yeah. it home.
2: I mean, I, I don't think you're giving Ben Sweat enough credit there. You know, he's a nice one-two off the goalkeeper and straight to Villa, and it was a, a brilliant pass. He, yeah, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, uh, but David Villa is he's a, he's a striker, isn't he? That's what they do. They make space for themselves. They anticipate what's going to happen next, and it just fell to him. Um, he's got his first goal. He's off the mark, and I'm sure that's going to be
3: the first of many this mm. season. LA Galaxy pulled one back. The game was opened up a little bit by this, and I was thinking... They could do this.
2: Yeah, I felt that New York City they kind of stepped off a bit in the second half. Mm. They kind of went down into like third gear. They, they said, "Right, come on to us. We've got the two goals, and we got the goal from uh, sorry the near post. It was a decent finish, a decent flick by Dos Santos." But the thing is,
3: the defending. Yeah, this got they shouldn't concede this, and and we've talked about in in three separate goals today. We've talked about the the defensive line now. NYCFC again. They hold a perfect line. as As Boateng crosses that ball, they're in a perfect line. But nobody tracks the runner. No. I mean, it's no good standing there trying to catch someone offside. They're they're behind you. They're, uh, sorry, they're in front of you. They're, they're still yet to make the run. You can't play that off, offside trap. The ball's already been played. He just sneaks in at the front post, gets that touch. Should never be conceding
2: goals like that. No. And this uh, this did open up the game a bit until Ashley Cole got himself sent
3: off mm. and he sort of killed it, but... Uh, my I... girlfriend my girlfriend was watching this game with me. She went, Ashley Cole plays for LA Galaxy, doesn't she? Doesn't he? I went, yeah. I was, I was impressed. You know, she's, she's suffering MLS with me. And uh, I went, yeah, he's, uh, he's that one of... Oh, yeah, he's just got himself sent off. <laughs> Literally
2: within 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, the Ashley Cole we saw in the UK in the EPL compared to Ashley Cole now... <sighs> <laughs> it's sad to see. It really is because he was one of my favorite players. He used to get so much stick for his personal life, mm. but then would perform every single week. He'd be so fast, a bit skillful, get a good crossing. Now, I mean, the the sending off, no one's around him, and he just manages to tackle himself, and then via and he moaned. But I'm sure he's moaning about the uh, what he you know what he actually did. It, it was disappointing. It's sad to see because he's so good. But, you know, they've made him captain, so he's going to be playing every week. Not next week. Not next week. (laughs) No, not next week. Awkward. I think NYC are going to be forced this season, so you shouldn't really look too much at the result. I I think they will do really well. LA Galaxy, I still believe they'll get in the playoffs. I think they've got too much up front. They will score goals. They just need to tighten it up at the back, and then they will be, uh, you know, challenging for a playoff spot. But I think they will get in the playoffs, so I wouldn't look too much
3: at it. Okay. Um, Final game columbus against montreal now uh i enjoyed watching this game two from two for columbus um and there's been a, a little bit of rumbling shall we say regarding the columbus crew move to austin so i thought we could focus today's podcast on uh, on the crew and uh, and get a special guest in so uh tyler tyler joins us from columbus ohio tyler how are you
0: good how are you guys
3: really good thank you uh thanks for coming and chatting to us um
0: yeah thank you guys for having me
3: what a, what a start for columbus by the way great start to the season
0: yeah. uh i'm i'm loving every minute of it but you know there's a a long long part of the season to go and uh anything can happen
3: after the the offseason that you had and and obviously losing a few players it's not been such a disaster the disaster that people may be predicted
0: yeah definitely um you know, with uh, Ola and Justin, our two threats that uh, that totally tore up the league for us last season. and got us all the goals. It's uh, we thought it was going to be disaster, but uh, we know Giassi Zardes is uh, a capable player of scoring goals, and he's been doing that so far. Uh, he was, the, I believe, he was the first Crew player to score in back-to-back games, so uh, in Crew history. So we got that going for us.
2: When uh, Tyler, when you signed Zardes in the summer? Oh, uh, sorry, when you signed him in the off-season. Uh, did you expect after the season he had with LA Galaxy last year just how much of an impact he would have?
0: Um, well, we know that uh, we know that he's been his goal to, uh, goal total from last year. So, um, a lot, I know a lot of people were skeptical about it because of because uh, of the last season he had with LA. But I mean, like I said, he's still a developing player. We know what he's capable of, and uh, we're excited to see him score goals for us this year.
3: Mm. I want to talk about the the, the game itself. Three um, mm-hmm. two win over Montreal. At home, it's, it starts off with this Higuain penalty after Abubakar was wrestled down in the box. Abubakar's like a new man this season.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, he was a uh, super draft pick, um, didn't really get much first team minutes. Um, but this, uh, these past two games, especially the Montreal game, um, if I recall correctly, he had like a, a seven a 6.97 rating from, uh, from whoscore.com. He's a, he's definitely capable of um, defending really well for us, and that match he was just phenomenal. It was it was like he was born to be a first team player and not a reserve or somebody who goes out on loan for for a whole year.
2: And can I just say as well? I mean, if you're going to try and discreetly drag anyone down in the box, <laughs> Abubakar is not the guy yeah. to do it because you are going <laughs> to recognize him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Or, uh, or probably Harrison awful, you know, the yeah. there are two, uh, Ghanaian players who, um, who are definitely fireballs who definitely, uh, have that spark of energy. And Abubakar is like probably one, probably the main one you don't want to wrestle down. His stature is just so big and he's very physical. So it's, I think it was great. And it was to know, it was like by former crew player, Yuka Ritala. So yeah. Uh for uh about my height, maybe a little more buffer, but I mean you got Abu who's like very big <laughs> and for him to get taken down like that it was just it was it wasn't funny, but it was like that's you mess with the wrong person.
3: It's almost impressive to get him on the floor. Um Higuain obviously scores scores a penalty. That's two and two for him um in these first two games. How important is that gonna be after after losing Kamara?
0: Uh, it's very, it's going to be very important for us. Um, we know, uh, last year he said it was going to be his final year in Columbus. Um, don't know whether or not that was for the news, but, um, and then we turn right around and signed him to a one year contract. Um, it's going to be very important. He is, he's a goal scorer. He's a playmaker and he is the, the next best threat that we have, um, in Columbus behind probably Zach Steffen our
3: keeper. Mm. there's a fortunate second goal i i feel like it's fair to say um with it literally falling at zardes um but to be fair he was there he was in the right spot he tucked it away he's got his fire back
0: yeah definitely um i was reading uh i was reading something today um before you guys called it uh is he on pace for the golden boot um i would say probably no but zardes uh he was definitely in the right spot i don't even think it i don't think it He knew it was going to come to him. The header from Artur bounced off the post. Um, But it was very fortunate for him to get that one touch and slide it past Evan Bush.
3: The key thing for me in this, obviously all eyes are on Columbus for for many different reasons, but um, the key thing is when Montreal get back in the game, obviously brilliant individual goal from Piatti. You you can't have any complaints over this. He works the space really well. Brilliant finish as well from a really difficult angle. And then... The goal that gets them level, absolutely brilliant volley at the back post. Um, and at, at 92 yeah. minutes, it's it's two all. And you're thinking, mm, OK, maybe this season isn't going to be quite as we maybe hoped this time last week. And then yeah. a real show of resilience to keep going forward, I think, w- w- was the key thing. You know, you don't win that penalty unless you are playing, you know, every single second of that match. And you're getting forward, you're getting in the box, creating chances. And, and Zades obviously tucks away the penalty that's mm-hmm. that's a really, really encouraging sign isn't it
0: yeah um given the given the start of the second half that we had um uh, Montreal definitely pressed more and forced us to defend um but after they got the second goal by Edwards, they seemed to uh have fallen back a little bit and just wanted to play to the draw um and I I remember sitting in the press box thinking, man, this is this is not good. How how we blow a two zero lead with about five minutes left in the game, and for uh, Argudo to draw a penalty, it was it was unfortunate. I don't know if you guys see, saw the replay or not, but Edwards tripped over his own foot.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, fell, fell into Argudo. But um, the way that we attacked more in the ninety you guys said it was at 92 93
3: yeah 92nd yeah
0: yeah the way that we attacked more we got i think maybe two corners out of that um it showed the urgency and the resilience that you know columbus weren't weren't going to let up weren't going to settle for a draw uh until the referee blew the final whistle um and it was it was just amazing play by the guys they're they're just phenomenal now.
2: Well, Tyler, you've got uh, you've got winnable games coming up. I know you got Philadelphia and DC in the next few weeks. Uh, do you see this mm-hmm. run continuing? And and how do you feel that realistically Columbus can do this season?
0: Philadelphia, the Philadelphia game this week is going to be a going to be a good one. Um, the matchup between Andre Blake and Zach Stefan is going to be great. Um, DC, uh, that's going to be a good one too realistically speaking um i I don't think Columbus can um, keep that top spot um, as we as we are right now um, but I do think we will make it past the wild uh, past the knockout rounds um probably hold that third third seed third fourth seed in the in the east and Hopefully try to make another cup run and uh, forget 2015 ever happened with us.
2: <laughs> and obviously we're supporting Save the Crew, a, a lot of people yeah. are. Just mm-hmm. tell us from your point of view, what exactly does this mean? And and tell people in the UK who perhaps aren't aware of it as much, just the ramifications of what would happen if Columbus left Columbus.
0: Um, well, the Save the Crew movement is is pretty self-explanatory. You know, our team, Columbus Crew SC, has been, uh, threatened with the relocation to Austin, Texas, uh, beginning of the 2019 MLS season. Um, and, we're trying to keep our team here in Columbus. Uh, they, they've won our first, um, first, championship professionally, um, in 2008. And, if we were to lose the team, I think it would be break a lot of people down. I was talking with some MLS ATX supporters. Um, you know, a lot of people, they're, they're ready for a team. Um, a lot of, a lot are saying, you know, this is the only chance and a lot are saying that, you know, they don't want to go about it this way. Um, and it's, it's going to be a heartbreak. Uh, I know a lot of people have made so many friends and, you uh, me, I've made a lot of friends with the guys in the press box and fans and all that. I think it'll really be bad if the team were to be taken out of Columbus because next to hockey, this is the only other professional team that we have besides the lacrosse. But nobody watches
3: lacrosse.
0: <laughs> um this is the only this is the next team that we have. And um this is like we're all a second family and for that to be taken away is just it's it's hurtful to, oh, I, uh, to, all the, to, to all the diehards.
3: I feel like I, I've gained a, a, an understanding of MLS over the last few years, and obviously from from doing this and watching more and more games. I this is one for me that I just I don't understand. And you will have to forgive my my ignorance on this. But if you look at it from a, a UK perspective, we have so many um, what we would call football teams over here. And the idea that my local team, Norwich City, or or Henry's local team, Bolton Wanderers, could literally just move to the other side of the country makes Mm -hmm. absolutely no sense whatsoever, especially when MLS is a league that's looking to expand, to have more and more teams. Why not just leave Columbus alone and go and build your own team in, in Austin? I don't understand.
0: Um... When PreCourt bought the team from the Hunt Sports Group in 2013, um, there was an escape clause that um, PreCourt could move the team to specifically Austin um, after uh, I think it was like 10 years, um, and right the fact that he's doing it right now is just why after 2015. Uh, Fourteen, fifteen was good. Sixteen, kind of forgot. Seventeen, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it's just, it's we we don't understand why. We think pre-court, like literally, he basically lied to us right in front of our faces. That's why we want to save the crew. That's like, like you guys said, if like Norwich or uh, Bolton were to move like across across the country, it's just it's just stupid.
3: I think. Uh, most people listening to this certainly myself and and henry are are very much hashtag save the crew so we wish you all the luck with uh with keeping columbus in columbus because thank you it just makes sense right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it does yeah um, it, it totally does
3: thanks very much for joining us tyler um you've thank been uh, you. you've been awesome it's been great to chat to you and uh and we'll hopefully we'll, we'll speak to you again soon
1: elliot holman henry hewitt mls uk show
2: So, just rounding off last weekend, we've uh, we said to ourselves we're not going to be to Orlando and Atlanta. Uh, bias on this podcast we want to concentrate on the whole of the MLS
3: yeah I I'd, I'd promised that I wouldn't bang on about Orlando so this seems like the perfect week not to bang on about Orlando uh, Orlando of course lost to Minnesota
2: credit to Minnesota credit to Finlay great performance from them Adrian Heath going back to his old club and winning and it was cute the first week you've been above Atlanta in the table we give you a bit of a head start <laughs> but now Atlanta the holy trinity all got goals 3-1 I'm glad for Mattox getting a goal against, uh, for DC as well just you wait well, Coleman
3: to come back, Sasha to come back, we'll Dom see. Dwyer to come back, Yep. Sané to come back. There's life in the old lion yet. <laughs> uh,
2: elsewhere, Goodwin for New England, the first win under Brad Friedel, who is going to be a suit manager. We were saying we thought he might be a track suit manager. He looks, he looks a bit mafia-like. He does look scary in his suit. Uh, and Vancouver also won at Houston. Kamara
3: getting his 100th regular season goal before being reunited with his dog. This was so good in, He did it on Instagram live When the, when the players flew back uh, He hung around at the airport And picked up his dog Love that And he was so excited He hadn't seen it for like six months It was a, it was a heartwarming moment oh, I think I've got something in my eye
1: MLS UK show With Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt
3: So two weeks of the MLS season down Which means we are two weeks into MLS fantasy How are we getting on? Uh, Well, I ended last
2: week in second place, and I've ended this week in 12th, but that was because we've now gained, uh, what, 22 uh, teams in our league. So welcome to all you newbies. Um, Just a shout out to the best names that I've seen. First of all, I thought I was still second, but I'm not. There's just another Hewitt. (laughs) So Houston's Millions, I've never been called Houston, so maybe that's a new nickname. Uh, What a load of caca. I like that name. This is my favorite one. That's the way, aha, aha. I like it. As in Jose, aha. That's the one. Nice. Um, and also, much ado about nothing. Yes, Freddie. Yes. Go on, Freddie. First mention of Freddie I do on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I've not had a great week. I found myself fifty-three points, so it's okay, I guess. But uh, one hundred and two in total. My most successful players, Blanco again got me six points. Kaku got me eight. Uh, Vela got me uh, 16 and Blessing got me 8. So the rest of them were ones and twos. So they need to book their ideas up. But other than that, it was all right. How did uh, you do?
3: I'm in ninth place in the league. Um, crucially, quite a few places above you. Well, 14 points ahead as well. Which is nothing. That's just a good
2: Carlos Vela week away from me getting it uh, back ahead of
3: me. All right, uh, I've got Bendik in Goal. So uh, he was he was the worst worst scoring player that I had. He, he got one point. Um, big scorers are um, my two up front. Kai Kamara, eleven points. David V is my captain, so he got twenty. Uh, and also Miggy Almiron, your mate from Atlanta, twelve points. Quite a strong week. Ben Sweat got me four. Uh, I wasn't switched on, really, with a few... I've seen that Moro didn't play, Torres didn't play. See, I'm already neglecting my side. I'm already in that thing where you're like, oh, I've not changed it, I've not put the right players in. So I had uh, three players that didn't actually play, so I need to buck my ideas up already.
2: Which is not good for me, because I actually checked mine, I actually took the players (laughs) that I'd buys out and put players in, And you still beat me.
3: (laughs) This is good. See, in my uh, Premier League fantasy, I'm like all over it and I'm bottom of the league. Like I really try in that and I'm bottom. So maybe this is the secret. I'm just going to leave them there.
2: Well, if it works, it works. But we'll see how we do. We've got new uh, teams in the league if you want to join us as well. Elliot, how do you... Join our MLS fantasy
3: league. Uh, dead easy. Just follow us on Twitter at MLS UK Show. Uh, we've posted the link on there. Uh, it's just one one click, and you're in. Uh, welcome to everybody who's joined us. Thanks for getting involved. Um, don't worry. We, me, and Henry will provide absolutely no competition whatsoever. <laughs> so, uh, so come and come and join us. It's all good fun. Um, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a change this week. Right. I'm gonna swap in. Sasha. Sasha is making an appearance. Clash journey's finally back. Okay. Because presumably he has to start against NYC. Well, after last weekend's performance, I think he does. All right, all right. Uh, So, yeah, in comes Sasha. We'll see what happens. I actually put Higuain in instead of Sasha when I realised that he was suspended. But I can't get rid of him now. I'm going to have to have a big shuffle around. Someone's going to have to go. But, yeah, I'll report back. But I got this. Come on, Sasha. Just, you know, no pressure. I don't want, you know, first game back, nothing, you know, nothing ridiculous. Just hat-trick, few assists, and we'll be fine. Oh, I'm sure he can oblige. I'll make him captain. Come on, Sasha.
1: The MLS UK Show.
2: Right, so uh, MLS announced this week that there's a brand new cup competition that's going to be played between the uh, winners of the MLS Cup and the winners of the uh, Liga
3: MX from Mexico. I'm pretty excited about this. Yeah, fresh bit of silverware up for grabs. I've noticed that in the time that we that I've been getting into the league, there is this kind of like untold rivalry between Mexico and obviously uh, America and, and Canada. I I like this. We've seen a couple of players swap between the two leagues. Um, this is just basically another opportunity for Toronto to add to the trophy cabinet. Like, yeah. as if you haven't won enough. Here you go. Here's another opportunity.
2: Yeah, well, uh, Toronto doing well in the Champions League, which, if you look at Toronto and New York Red Bulls, they've gone through against Mexican teams. No problem. MLS will, you know, an MLS team will win this are you that confident for years to come I think there's a change in the because MLS like notoriously now has not done well in the Champions League and the CONCACAF Champions League this year is the year where as I said before we were recording this before Seattle's match so good luck to them but if three go through you know this is the time now MLS is having its time so this no problem September 19th at BMO Field
3: (laughs) easy Toronto win do you know what I don't like about this is that inevitably at some point uh your team Atlanta are going to be up there they're going to be challenging for cups and silverware. I don't like that just to just for the sake of MLS winning something. I have to cheer on <laughs> Toronto or Atlanta. Um highly unlikely to be Orlando anytime soon. I this is the only downside is that in in the CONCACAF as well, you are kind of like, oh yeah, I do I do want them to, you know, go and represent MLS. And it's the same with Manchester United here in the, in the UK can't stand Man United you know they're out of the Champions League and I just think oh, that's embarrassing for the UK that. that is embarrassing I hate that you have to support teams that you don't like you know what
2: I'm different with this in the UK in the, in the EPL I thought it was funny that Man United went out of Champions League Chelsea as well I'm like ha, well I'd rather Barcelona, Real Madrid Bayern Munich win that whereas with this I'm all MLS baby
3: well, oh, don't get me wrong. I do think it's hilarious that United have been knocked out, but it's not representing us very well, is it?
2: It's not, no. But um, with this competition, it's brand new. It's starting in September, and I, I think it's going to be good because it gives the uh, the MLS Cup champions something to to you. It, you win it, you get you get in the Champions League, but it's just that little bit of extra that you can think, right? Well, we can go and win that competition. And I mean, if you look at what's happening in League MX at the moment, it's very tight at the top. Extremely. Oh,
3: here, here we go. Sorry, we cross live to our Liga MX correspondent. He's still learning MLS, but here we go. Go on, <laughs> off, off you go. Uh, Santos Laguna, atop of the league, 23 who? points. Uh,
2: you heard what I said. Uh, Club America, uh, 21 points. And then uh, Toluca, 21 points. Who? Tig- Tigres, who were in the Champions League this week, they're 21 Tigers, points. Tigers, yeah. Tigers, yeah. So, uh, you know, hopefully, I mean... We have problem with Carlos Vela to pronounce his name, so some of these I'm going to struggle with. There we go, twelfth place, Leon. If Leon can finish top, then I'd be happy for them to be. Yeah, in but it. you just know it'll be pronounced funny, like
3: Leon or something. Yeah,
2: maybe UNAM. There we go, UNAM.
3: Go UNAM. Are they the one? Can you Google it, please? Are they the ones that have got the bear as their logo and on their kit? Because that's amazing
2: yeah did you know Yeah,
3: smashed it see Liga MX knowledge
2: (laughs) on lock Uh, so this is a new competition tweet us at MLS UK show tell us do you agree with it do you think it's just a novelty or are you down for it as
3: well let us know just another excuse to show up our poor pronunciations
1: Campeones Cup
3: is coming
1: This week in MLS.
3: Okay, let's take a look at the schedule for this weekend, week three of MLS twenty eighteen. Uh first up, DC United at home to Houston Dynamo.
2: Yeah, you know what? I'm really looking forward to this one as a as an opening game to the weekend. DC, the first game at home, well technically not the home, but you know what I mean. And uh, you know, they they were humbled, let's say, against Atlanta they sat back and it didn't quite work but there'll be you'd fancy them to be more offensive against Houston who after a, an amazing first week were brought back down to earth themselves uh
3: week 2 so it's intriguing this one it's interesting you put uh, that DC were humbled cuz uh, i put Houston were humbled <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, it's the humbled derby this weekend yeah um dc without a win so far um yeah, Houston lost to Vancouver at the weekend. I think this will be a good tie. I think this will be a good fight. If Houston were at home, I'd have them for a win, but this will be a great match, and that's that will be the kiss of death. Watch it be nil-nil.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think uh, home form, perhaps in the MLS, more than, say, in the UK, because of the distances the clubs have to travel, does mean a lot. Now, I'm probably wrong with that, but that's how I see it. So I'd go DC with this one. You know what, I think DC are going to, they're going to open up and they're going to really announce themselves on MLS. I think they could win 3-1. Really? Yeah, and Mattox to score two.
3: Right, okay. You do go very detailed with your predictions. Yeah. We should revisit some of these at some point, I think. Please don't, because I've probably got them all (laughs) wrong. You have, yes. Um, Philadelphia Union versus Columbus Crew. 100%
2: 100% records. Well, Philadelphia have only played one game, but still. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Um, Columbus, yeah, well, I mean, we spoke to Tyler earlier on in the podcast and he's uh, quietly confident about how they can do. Uh, away from home at Philadelphia, a very impressive win on the first game for Philadelphia. I do think they'll win again, but, you know, we, we have been saying Columbus may struggle this season with uh, with everything that's going on and they're proving us wrong. They've got the players are on farm. Sardes will probably score. Same with Higuain, but I think Philadelphia. You know
3: what? Actually, it'll be a draw. See, my thinking for this is that Philly—they've had their week off. They've been training for this for two weeks. Got a good start, but this is a real. This is a real test. This is where we get to see where what they're about. Another home tie. Let's see how far they can push Columbus. Um, and you know, like you say, Tyler, quietly confident. Look, Columbus are going to lose a game, and it's probably going to be in the next couple of weeks. It doesn't mean that the you know the playoff dream is over. Um, they've had a very good start. They're showing showing a lot of confidence and a lot of good attacking play. Having lost key players in in Miram and Kamara, um, you have to be wary of Martinez, Higuain, Zardes because they can hurt you at, at any time. So, I I'm quietly confident for a Columbus away on-the-road victory. If Columbus win this, they've got two go-home
2: games after this coming up and, you know, against DC and Vancouver,
3: they could be going five for five. That would be an impressive start. Uh, Minnesota United, who got their first win last weekend. (laughs) Let's not go into that in any more detail. Uh, Against Chicago Fire. Uh, We have
2: been very critical of Minnesota on this podcast so far and they proved us wrong on week two with a win at Orlando. Chicago need a win. You know what? I think with Chicago, the way they played in the second half, I know it resulted in them losing the game against SKC. I think they'll take that into the Minnesota game. Nicolet's will bag again. So I'm fancying Chicago for this one.
3: I, I don't know what to make of, of Chicago's season ahead having watched that game because you can take so many different angles on it. In, 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 they came back from 2-0 down. Then they took the lead. And then they threw it away again. And it's kind of, where do we stand on this? Minnesota, um, as I've mentioned, Ethan Finley was absolutely brilliant. They've lost Molino. Um, So it's a case of of finding a way to to get themselves forward, find somebody who is going to drive forward, attack, put Chicago under the pressure that they do famously crumble under. Um, This is going to be an interesting one to watch.
2: I just hope that Chicago, if it's another exciting game, then they're going to be a team to watch this season. They've got the players there to be uh, very... Very uh, attacking, but they need to just tighten it up at the back because conceding four goals in your first game, I mean, I don't know who else would have done that. I was going to
3: say, I can't think of anyone else who needs to tighten it up at the back after conceding four goals in their first game.
2: Well, one goal in week two, so Chicago, I'm sure Chicago would take one goal in week two as well.
3: Montreal Impact versus
2: Toronto FC. Oh dear, Montreal, Montreal, Montreal.
3: Do you know what? Before you say anything, after... You've brought in a new manager. Mm -hmm. After you have lost your first two games, after the pressure is already piling on, what do you need (laughs) like a hole in the head? A Canadian derby Uh, uh, against the greatest MLS side ever in history. Ever, 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 ever. Here's some things I'm clinging on to for Montreal. right? (laughs) Right. Montreal fans, listen up.
2: This is all you've got. Go. First home game of the season. Hooray! The other two games, they've only lost by one. Hooray! Well done. <laughs> so they're not getting battered like Portland did. Well done, guys. So you never know. However, despite losing the first game, Toronto have then uh, gone and progressed in the Champions League, so they're on farm. Even though we did lose in the week, technically, even though they they went through on aggregate. But so they Lost two in three, me. May, so maybe they might Montreal might get some it.
3: Okay, thanks for that, um, Henry. Ever the optimist. <laughs> this is ridiculous. They're going to get battered. I'm just saying. Um, okay, is this a good time to talk about for the, on the first two on the first two podcasts, in the first two episodes? I've I've mentioned Remy Gard and his time at, at Aston Villa, and we shouldn't just judge him on that. But it was. Like I said before, it was the character, the way in which they were being beaten and the way in which they just sunk without a trace in in the Premier League. I've never seen a, a more dejected dressing room, never seen fans so angry at their players' performances. You said that it was all going to be fine. Is this the week he proves me wrong? Well, I've de- kind of defended him a bit and how, said... How are you
2: feeling about that so far? Yeah, well, not great at the moment, but... How about if we now this
3: week say, "Oh, Montreal against Toronto, they might actually win." It's highly likely, considering what we know. Um, Toronto had a rest in MLS. I know they've played a bit of uh, a bit of conquer calf, bit of conquer calf action. But would you want to welcome a rested side deemed the best ever MLS team? No, I wouldn't. No, and it's your rivals. Good luck, Montreal. We're genuinely rooting for you. We just don't think you can do it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, right, so. Now we move on to Orlando. Away at New York City, (sighs) you can't... Don't say rivalry. Do not utter that word. Okay. Uh, Grudge match. (sighs) It's not, though, is it? Right. New York have had a great start. They've won two out of two. As an Orlando fan, are you confident at all going into this game?
3: I I don't think Orlando... I don't think we've had a disastrous start, if that's what... If that's what you mean. There's no reason why we couldn't go and get a result. I'm, like, being level-headed. There's no reason why we couldn't go and beat New York City. Especially with, uh... Sasha. Okay. However. Yep. It, it could go disastrously wrong. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. It could go disastrously wrong. But, like I keep saying, I do believe in this side. Genuinely. More than I did in the first first couple of seasons that, that I was watching Orlando. I... I genuinely believe that by with the time we get to end of April, May, Orlando will be a team that, that you're not going to want to visit. You're not going to want to go and try and get a result against. I think there'll be more like Atlanta, more of a threat going forward once we get new signings back. Is it going to happen against New York on the road? I don't know. Orlando have got a great record at Yankee Stadium. However, I don't know. I just got a bad feeling about this one. Yeah, I,
2: I, I do see New York making it three out of, uh, three, out of three. David, With David are up front, you'd always fancy him to score. And I was, the first half against LA Galaxy, you know, their approach play was great. We've discussed this. Uh, the second half, they sort of sat back a bit and let LA Galaxy back into the game. But I just think New York, I, I can see it being a similar game where New York get a few early goals and then just sort of sit back a bit and say, oh, Orlando, come at us. Sasha may be able to unlock, uh, you know, unlock a few things, but... I can see
3: a similar score, two-one. I'm interested to see how Orlando set up away from home. We've had two home games. If they're more defensive, I feel like if they if they set up a little bit more defensive, the the players that are in that back line are are genuinely brilliant. We've still got Sane to come back. We don't know when he's going to be fit. Potentially the end of the month. Munir, Tarek, Spectre have been really, really solid. Uh, Sutter as well brilliant going forward 's been getting some great crosses in if we actually set up more defensively so that we weren 't getting caught on the counter attack I think they would be quite difficult to break down. It will be interesting to see what what the tactics are like and also where where Sasha fits in this team. The trouble is after last weekend there 's a lot of pressure on question. it needs to click straight away, and you can 't just make that happen no so i 'm sticking with my two one to New York. I'll be delighted with a draw. Okay, and be optimistic.
2: <laughs> Next is my team, Atlanta versus Vancouver. Now this will be a I This is. I, I'm looking forward to the NYC Orlando game, um, but I think this is a, a. This has the potential to be a really interesting battle. This between Atlanta and Vancouver. Vancouver, of course, won two in a row. Atlanta got back to form last week. They're at home. You'd always fancy them at the Mercedes Benz. However, Kai Kamara is in form, and we do know that Atlanta do give away some uh, some chances. So, uh, uh, you know what? As an Atlanta fan, I don't think it's fair. I want you to tell me what do you think is going to happen in this game?
3: Right. Okay. Here's where I'm at with this: DC and Houston, really interesting game for me, just to see who's going to come out come out on top in that. Um, obviously, the the Canadian Derby is going to be one to watch, but Atlanta Vancouver. I'm, I'm really, really interested to see what happens here because Atlanta get all the headlines the way they play. They go forward, they attack, they make no secret of that. That's what they do, that's their USP. Whitecaps are two for two. This is not like someone's just rocking up going, all right, come on, bring it on, you're going to hammer us. And they're not just going to roll over. They're organised, they attack well. Kamara, you've got to deal with him. He's not your average MLS player. They can go route one. They can play the long ball up to Kamara. Vancouver can play as defensive as they like, lump the ball up to Kamara and let him hold hold up the ball, let everyone slowly come forward. You need to be prepared for that because you're not going to have played against this a lot. And I just think he might offer something different that could be a problem for a defence that's not amazing, is it? Let's be honest. The Atlanta defence is not up there in the best... The best 10. It's not in the top 10 of MLS, is it? You'll admit that. No, no. So this could be, this could be an interesting one. And the guy's on fire as well.
2: He is. But, uh, so I do think Vancouver will score, say perhaps two goals, but I think Atlanta will score 14. So 14-2. <laughs>
3: Excellent. Um, I always fancy Atlanta at home, but i, I just uh, I put it this way. I don't think it'll be as easy as DC. I think you'll have a lot more to worry about on the back line. Yeah, so I think it'll be a better game to watch. So I'm looking forward to it. Sporting KC versus San Jose Earthquakes. We welcome back San Jose. It's like they've been away for about 15 weeks. (laughs) Um, They've got one win each. Sporting KC, great character to come back from that game. Like we said with Chicago, you can look at it one or two ways. They either chucked the game away, and that's negative, or they fought for it and got it back, and that's a positive. Whichever way you want to look at it. Um, San Jose arrested, though. Not even any CONCACAF action to distract them. They've been training for this game for two weeks. They know exactly what they're going to face. They'll have watched Sporting KC. They'll know exactly how to hurt them in the same way that Chicago did when Chicago came out in that second half. They've looked good as well. In that first game, they looked more potent than last year. They're more dangerous. I still think it'll be a Sporting KC home win.
2: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. But when I'm on the fence about something, I tend to side with the home team in uh, MLS. Which
3: which in MLS is absolutely ridiculous logic when you think about (laughs) it. Uh, Because SKC lost
2: at home. Looking at you, RSL. (laughs) Yeah, uh, SKC SKC lost at home and then won away. But uh, I think SKC, I was really impressed with Johnny Russell. We've said that already he played really, really well. I think he unlocked quite a lot of things for him. If he can be on form again, if they can start getting him into the match, he can he can tear it up in MLS. San Jose, good win on the first uh, weekend, beating Minnesota, uh, you know, 3-2. They can score goals. I think this, um, the next match we're going to talk about, RSL, New York Red Bulls, these are the ones where I'm
3: expecting goals in them. I think this will be quite high scoring. Okay. So you mentioned RSL, New York Red Bulls. RSL, let's just throw it out there, they were a mess. They were a mess. All right, one of the goals, as we've discussed earlier, was, you know, debatable, but New York Red Bulls looked have things pretty sorted. They look on it. They look like they go forward as a unit. They defend as a unit. I can't see RSL breaking them down. I mean, look at Portland, the way that Portland suffered against New York. I just can't see RSL putting up a fight better than Portland did.
2: Yeah. Whereas with SKC San Jose, I said there will be a lot of goals, I think it could be quite close. With this one, I think it'd be RSL 1, New York 4. Um, however, you know, you look at the Red Bulls at the moment, they scored three in the
3: week, they scored four at the weekend. All they... in the last last 20 minutes of the game as well. Yes. Like if you switch off, if, yeah. if you at any point think, oh, we're not going to get anything out of this, they will pounce on you. Yeah, and I mean, we saw that with RSL against LAFC, You could argue that
2: the game was over, so they kind of dropped tools a bit. But New York Red Bulls do not give up. They've got the goals in them if they can create chances. I'm sorry, RSL fans. I do see this being a Red Bulls win, and I can see it being by a couple of goals. However, RSL, they do need a good performance. And we've seen plenty of times before, teams all over the world, you have that bad game, you have a heavy defeat, Next week you come out all guns blazing and you actually get a win. So I do think Red Bulls, but it's a big game for RSL.
3: What happens if RSL get hammered in this game? There's two if they're if they're looking at two heavy defeats in the opening games of the 2018 season.
2: Well, the the ended the season well last season, so mm. maybe they're hoping for that again. <laughs> They've got Toronto away and New York City away in the next few weeks. So, uh, if it's a heavy defeat this weekend, it doesn't get any. You easier have to for go him. and get
3: results at Toronto and New York. Mm. Fans are unhappy. Fans start getting on the manager's back, the players' back. This could go really, really wrong. And although we're looking at RSL to to struggle against New York, this is their best chance. They're at home. When you're looking at New York and Toronto coming over the hill, yeah, I'd be a little bit concerned. Um, yeah, I mean,
2: like we both said earlier on, the 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 thing that worried me about them is the fact that we did down tools against LaFC. You as a fan, if you're gonna lose five one. If you you LAFC scored five world class goals, you can accept that it's disappointment. You can accept it, but when you see picked apart, yeah, picked apart, that's the most disappointing thing, and that's what the RSL fans. I mean, no wonder the, the manager apologized.
3: But they'll be they'll have been working on that this week. They know they know their weaknesses now. LAFC have exposed them. Uh, the, you know they might keep it solid and they might surprise us. But uh, I have to go for a New York win. Same here. And
2: finally, FC Dallas, Seattle Sounders.
3: Neither played last week. No. Seattle obviously will still be hurting from their defeat to their new boys, LAFC. Um, They will have looked at the RSL v LAFC game this week and gone, thank goodness that wasn't (laughs) us. We'll take 1-0. I think most will agree that that they had enough, Seattle had enough going forward watching that LAFC game. They had enough going forward without Clint Dempsey in the side. It's just that Tyler Miller, the the LAFC keeper, just kept yeah. LA in the game. Seattle, like, were hitting them with a barrage of of shots. I can see Seattle bouncing back here.
2: Yeah, same here. FC Dallas, uh, they got a draw in the first game against RSL, which after what happened last week doesn't <laughs> seem like a great result. Not too impressive, no. Um, but yeah, Seattle, they did play in the Champions League. Uh, as we record this, it's tonight. Uh, so, you know. And they're away as well, so they've got to travel. Mm. So maybe uh, you know, that can go, come into FC Dallas's, uh, his favour on this one.
3: Yeah, if Seattle get this wrong, with all the you know travelling a lot of miles on the road, uh, if they don't rotate enough, it could be a great time to play them, but they need to get points on the board. It's Seattle. Let's, let's be, it's Seattle, Sanders. They need points on the board and quick. Yeah,
2: well, they've got Montreal, SKC and Minnesota for the next few games, so they've got chances to pick up points if it doesn't happen on Sunday. So there we go. Week three, predictions are in. Uh, if you want to have your say on anything we've spoke about on this podcast, uh, if you want to have your predictions as well, tweet us at MLS UK Show. Thanks very much for downloading. Please subscribe. Please support us because, we honestly, we're very humbled, the pair of us, about the interaction that we're getting, especially during the games. Yes, yeah, I got a few tweets when Atlanta lost to Houston. But I can take that. So uh get in touch and if you wanna if you wanna hear us talk about anything, any array of subjects, obviously it's gotta be about MLS, <laughs> but get in touch as well.
3: Yeah, um, genuinely, if, you've, if you're one of the people that's, that's tweeted and said, oh, I really enjoyed the podcast, I listened in my car, or oh, I really liked what you guys did when you were chatting to Jonathan or whatever, like, thank you so much because, you know, we're just doing this for, for a bit of fun. So, so thank you for getting involved. If you've got anything you want to say, at MLS UK show, at Elliot Holman or at Henry underscore underscore Hewitt pathetic.
2: Don't forget the second underscore. Double
3: underscore. Because
2: that's not me. Just the
3: one underscore. Henry underscore underscore Hewitt. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're not using iTunes, remember it is available on there on uh, on iTunes Podcast. uh, And you can subscribe as well. So that as soon as we upload next week's episode, you will have it at your disposal to listen to whenever you like. Thank you very much for listening once again. And we'll catch you next week for another round of MLS UK. See ya.
1: The MLS UK show. Sports
3: Social Podcast Network.